Welcome to episode 7 of Soccer Spotlight here on WQSU-FM 88.9. I'm your host, Anthony Heller, alongside me, my co-host, Ryan Campbell. Ryan, another another Thursday here at, at Susquehanna University. What's yeah. in store for us today? It's going to be in store for us. It's going to be a heavy soccer thing. First, we're going to talk about the women's soccer. They lost one. They lost a little bit in in the semifinals, but good game, really, and good heart, and just that's all you want from soccer. Really good game. If you didn't see it, sorry you missed it. Yeah, I mean awesome. you can go back and watch the highlights on uh, the Landmark Digital Network. I was on the call for that game. Also, the Champions League group stage, and also the potential knockout draws, and who could face who, even though it hasn't been drawn yet. But yeah, Arsenal Chelsea game this weekend. Big game on Sunday. Tottenham Liverpool 2 on Sunday. Big implications for the Premier League right before the World Cup break. Derby di Italia in Italy. And Derby della Capitale in Italy too. Yeah, those are uh, Juve, Inter, and Roma Lazio respectively. All right, so let's let's start off with the women's soccer team. What a game. I mean, what a, what a season they had. What a what a sad way to end it. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if any of them will, uh, listen to this regularly, but if if they are, um, you know, that was that was a really good season. I mean, to, you to can't really honest, fault them for anything. To be honest, I thought in the last twenty minutes we were going to win. Just the way it was, I should say, last twenty minutes of regulation, it just seemed like they had so much chances. It seemed like Drew couldn't keep up. It seemed like to me. We were all over them in the first half. I mean, I think I think the big chance. Um, I mean, you, you hate to see it, but I mean, a lot of that game was decided by conscientious refereeing. Um, personally, um, Marley Clendenin scored the twenty seventh minute disallowed. Or sorry, thirty seventh minute. It was disallowed. I I can't I can't justify that. That that should no way have been a foul. I saw the replays and I don't think it was. I missed the game a little bit due to my own soccer game for our intramural team, but which I didn't show up for because I was working. Yeah, but when I saw the replay, I didn't think it was a foul, and I just and I was surprised it got called back. But also. They fought the women fought the whole game. That's all you could ask for. Because I thought the game was done when I came. When I came, right, I would say like ten or maybe twenty minutes after I came, I saw the penalty that Drew had, and I thought that was game over when Drew had the penalty. I just it just felt the atmosphere and something about it. Something about the crowd putting putting the girl that took the penalty off, and everything about it made her miss, and they kept fighting. Yeah, I mean. Do you think that was a penalty, though? Because I, was, I, I I thought it was. I would say just lightly a penalty. I thought assault, but in today's soccer, it's a penalty, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Ellie Bethel gets enough of the ball. Um, and that's that's no fault. I mean, she had a really good season. Uh, and I know she was the target of um, some really unnecessary, unnecessary stuff on social media after the game. Uh, so I guess uh, the stance of 
of us here as Zogger Spotlight is, you know, come on. That that's that's the type of stuff we wanna we wanna root out of the game. Um, so that's that's our message of uh, of support for for some of the players uh, that that got some got some rough comments on uh, on social media, particularly so Ellie Bathile. To be uh, honest, to every, anyone that decides to do that, I just think put yourself in your shoes. And just think you lost, and then you have people that you had to deal with just income poops doing these type of stuffs after the game. Like, come like come on, be smarter than that. They just got out of playoffs. Like, no, I mean, yeah. You have to understand the feelings. Like, if you never played a sport, or you never, or, or if you never played something professionally or put your heart into it, you never would understand how much, no matter if it's high school, soccer, professional, on the high school, college, or professional level, uh, when you lose in playoffs or when you know your season is done, it always hurts no matter what when you're out of a tournament. Knowledge is just that feeling of what could I have done better? Was it my fault? And you don't need someone putting putting more just stick on top of you after that. that no, I mean, I, it, was that, that it was harsh on her as well. Especially because she got, she, got bl- she got targeted for, for costing the win. They missed that penalty. So it not only was it it unnecessary, it was also kind of inaccurate. Mm. Um, you know, I, and and of course, they're still going to be good next season. Of course, Marley Clendenin being gone is is not an easy thing to deal with. Uh, Maya Kime will be hard to replace. Jillian Mack will be hard to replace. And the the big thing is that two two seniors are coming back for another year. Um, of course, it's w- one of them is is when we didn't see a whole lot of the season in uh, Marley Sprankle. Of course, missed the whole season, m- pretty much the whole season with that that ACL injury. So she'll have one last year to uh to make a count here. Of course, she transferred in. It took her five, only five games, and and then her season was done. So we're we're definitely uh, excited to see what's in store from her next season uh, with a full season under her belt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and so I guess the message from us is is that it was a really good season for them, um, and they're they're definitely gonna go out there and 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 try and repeat the feat. And we know they can. And I want to add one more last thing. You can't fault them, and anyone shouldn't be disappointed because they put made a great season. They played hard. They put ev- all their effort, and that's all you could ask for. No, absolutely, absolutely, Ryan. It was it was a tough it was a tough season with some really really hard fought results. Uh, and you know, I they deserve more than a semifinal exit. Uh, so next, the Champions League. Let's start off with Group A. What did you think of? What do you think of Group A? Napoli finished first, Liverpool second, Ajax third, and Rangers fourth. Well, uh, we know uh, I'm a Liverpool fan, mm-hmm. unapologetically so. I I I I think it's a disappointment we didn't win the group. Um, of course, 
it was never going to easy lose uh, be easy losing match day one like that. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up dropping it uh, on goal differential. Um, you know, I, I think uh, beating Napoli four 0 was never on the cards. Uh, so so we were kind of resigned to to taking second. Um, and 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 so that that does make it a bit harder for us uh, in another round of sixteen. I think the one thing I have to say though is that no one expected Napoli to be this good, so I can't. No, I mean harp on Liverpool a lot, saying they made mistakes, but we had to also credit Napoli because two of how good they were. No, of course, of course, Liverpool were very poor uh, when they went to Napoli, but they they outplayed them uh, on Tuesday, and they des deservedly they won. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing I'll say though is that. Napoli could go far in this competition, I think. Oh, absolutely. I look at everything they have. They have a team that could really go far and make a deep run in the impact that no one saw coming at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I can't say I, I expected us to not win all six games in this group at the start of the season. Of course, we won that. Uh, Liverpool ended up winning five. Uh, and we had, there were some big results in there as well. Um, you know. <laughs> I would say Ajax after Ten Hag though to finish third. I thought, I thought Ajax was always going to finish third. Yeah, I think Ajax were always going to finish third. Um, after they lost Ten Hag, Anthony, and some of their big, the coach and a big name player like Anthony, I thought it was. Over. Well, Anthony wasn't even the best player they lost. They were. They wasn't. He wasn't the best. And oh, Arthur Naziri too, and Ryan and Ryan Grandpers too. Yeah, they lost Mizrawi. Yeah. Uh They lost Gravenberg. They lost uh, Sebastian Haller. Yeah, a lot. Of they lost Lissandra Martinez. They lost a lot of their first team. We forget how much they lose because it's just Ajax, and they always lose it. But, but they, but they need time to rebuild. I think and make it. Yeah, run. I mean, they always do. Um, when when they have because when they ha when Ajax have a good season, everyone everyone gets picked them. off. Um, and and that's the way it is, I guess, playing in the Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have have some players as talented, and I think we're going to see it with PSV this year, um, with the likes of of Gakpo and Javi Siemens and uh, Songare, mm -hmm. and uh, what's the what's the other winger's name? Oh, I know you're talking about. This is my mind right now, but yeah. Oh, Johan Bakayoko. All, all those really good players. When you come from lower divisions like that, even the Portuguese league, the bigger clubs and the bigger leagues tend to come in and just grab them up and swoop in. Yeah, I mean that's what's gonna happen. It's hard to say no to a top five league. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's also you know you see players going from the top five leagues to the likes of Ajax, Porto, Benfica, uh, even PSV. Um, of course, Dusan Tadic did it, and now he's the Ajax captain. He had a twenty-eight goal season his first year there. They went to the Champions League semifinals. Yeah. Not going to repeat the trick this year, of course. Um, they are headed down mm -hmm. to the Europa League. In any case, um, not too outside of expectations. Of course, um, first season in charge for. For their man, for the new manager, mm -hmm. his name slips my mind. Uh, it's it's Ajax and, and bald managers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, 
But and the Alfred Schroeder. Yeah, I wasn't really expect. I was expecting a lot from Schroeder first season. It was gonna be hard to take over from from Ten Hag and everything he did there. So third, I think, is an okay season. And yeah, we'll I mean, third in the Champions League. league. Provided they win the league, I mean, I think they should still be winning the league. As good as PSV have been in the league this year, I think Ajax should still be winning the league. And I want to see what they'll do in the Europa League because I really yeah think no, I mean they do have a, they, they do have a chance league. because here's the thing: there's really not as much quality as as uh, people think there is in the Europa League right now because because Juventus aren't a Champions League quality club right now, Barcelona aren't a Champions League quality club right now, Man United aren't a Champions League quality club right now. I think their biggest threat, Ajax, because Ajax definitely can and possibly will go on and win the Europa League. I can see that. Um, I think their biggest competition right now is probably Arsenal. I would say there's a lot of teams that shouldn't really be in the Europa League. They're too big to be in the Europa League. But, but the, I mean, yeah, are. as a club, they are a Champions League quality club, but the players in the team yeah. right now are not Champions League quality. And that's that's the case with Juventus. That's the case with Barcelona. That's the, that's just the way it is. You're right. It's it's hard to get around that. And, and I think Roma too is in there. In the, in Roma the, is also in the Europa League, but I mean, I do think Europa, the Europa League is fair for Roma. I, I would say it's fair, but I think they might go on to kick on to, to I should say, the Champions League next year. But yeah, I, I think it's certainly possible. No guarantees though. There. Yeah, no guarantees. The one thing I'll say though, I is hope that Sheriff win the, the Europa League. <laughs> the one thing I don't think they're gonna go through. Uh, I'll, I'll check on that group. The Europa League though, the one thing I'll say about it is that it's very intriguing this year. You, no one can. It is absolutely. Well, Roma might not even make it through. They're third in their group right now. Yeah, they play today. Yeah, and a Ludogorets. They and they have to play the team that they're, they're uh, that's uh, immediately above them on head to head. So if if they do beat Ludogorets Razgrad, they will still go through. But it's entirely possible that mm-hmm. that they don't. Because I mean, Ludogorets beat them um, earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, look at Group D, Braga, who were probably you know arguably expected to win this group. A uh, Group D are mm-hmm. are just about certainly out uh, because. Union Saint Gilois, of all teams, Union Saint Gilois, who do of, who do notably rely on a lot of uh, players from from Brighton uh, because they are they are closely aligned the two clubs. Sister clubs, I think. Yes, yes, they do. They do share ownership, uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And then Union Berlin, who are currently top of the Bundesliga. Yeah. Let's talk about... Yeah. Union Berlin are top of the Bundesliga. Yeah. How about that? That's really crazy. I wouldn't think going into World Cup or two games out of the World Cup that you would think Union Berlin would be top of the Bundesliga. No, I I don't think anyone saw this coming. Let's talk about Group B, because I'm really intrigued about that, though. FC Porto first and Club (laughs) Brew second. Atletico Madrid is out of Europe altogether. That's crazy. No one expected that. I mean, that's another one. Nobody expected that. It's been really important. <coughs> in my opinion, if you had told me at the start, I could have seen maybe Bayern Leverkusen going out. But if you told me 
Leverkusen third and Athletic fourth. I would have looked at you like you were, cr- like oh, you were crazy. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I did the same because, I mean, Atleti are a club that are, that should be going through. They, at worst, they should be a Europe League team. They have too much talent. Yeah, and I mean, this was a, this was a league. relatively not that this was not a relatively strong group. This was one of the weaker groups. But I think, I think this as well as as Group D and and arguably Group E. Um, yeah. We're the weaker groups here. The one thing I'll say, though, is I thought I saw it coming for a long time with that bloody because last year they sc- just scraped by to make it. And it was going to catch up to them eventually. But I talked to, we talked about too much of Atletico Madrid last week, so I'll move on to that. But Bayern Leverkusen, they've been having a horrible season, too. They have been having a tough time. I think their coach is Alonso. Yeah, Javi Alonso. Yeah, Javi Alonso. He's they're sixteenth in the league, sixteenth, sixteenth in the league, and really supposed to be fourth in the group. So, with the yeah, players well, they it, have, it they doesn't help a, uh, to not have <coughs> uh, Florian Viertz fit. But they still have too much good players to be sixteenth in the league. No, that is true. That is absolutely true. Let's talk about Group C now. Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Barcelona, Victoria Plains. This went the way we expected it, right? I thought, to be honest, I thought Barcelona was going to go through in second. But still, I know a lot of people. I, I actually, I honestly, I thought, I, th- I was, I was, I was on the Inter train. Right from the off. Yeah, I, I, and I think they deservedly went through. I, I mean, they deserve of to go through. Of course they deservedly went through. Barcelona didn't do enough. No, be- Barcelona, Barcelona were poor. I mean, Barcelona has only them to blame, really. They absolutely. I talked about Barcelona way too much, so I'm not gonna go in this week. But the only thing I'm gonna say is that they should John Laporte should really look to resign because uh, yeah, it, it has not looked good in his tenure. It's almost has looked as bad as Bartomeu. Yeah, right now. no. Here's the here's the reality with Barcelona. Bartomeu was is looked on as like this tyrant who completely ruined the club, and and yes, that is true. He was financially very irresponsible but here's the thing he put the club into debt Laporta hasn't actually gotten them out of it no matter what he says they're still in crippling debt they it's just going to come back to bite them later because when they sold they, they activated their economic levers they only solved the problem in the short term they still have that pro- that financial problem in the long term and, and activating those financial le- levers only made the long-term problems worse because they're selling their future profit in in Barca Studios uh, and in in TV rights. They're selling that to get less money now than they would get in 10, 15 years. So instead of the reality where Barcelona runs completely bankrupt, like and and I mean has no money to spend, can't play pay its pay anything, um, and of course. You know a lot of their players do have unpaid wages and that's that's another thing uh that's that's a pretty serious issue at the club right now but yeah barcelona are a mess yeah they activated all those economic levers to specifically to get out of the group stage to not have that europa league mess happen again because barcelona are a club that is too big to be in the europa league. yeah but the thing is you have to get worse before you get better the one thing I'll say though is that Laporta he hasn't he hasn't 
basically his promises that he made, they're not good. He said he said he would bring Barcelona back to the glory days. He has not brought Barcelona back to the glory days. At least on the Barcelona, we saw all these big defeats, but not Europa League, not Europa League level. He said he was going to bring the debt down. I really don't think he's made a big, big difference in the debt Barcelona has. No, I mean, I in the short term, yes, but in the long term, no. no in my absolutely. Opinion, Laporte needs to go because he even said, no, yeah, he said he was going to trust I'm, the youth. I'm absolutely behind you. Yeah, you say you're going to trust the youth, and then you go out and buy Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, I really haven't seen him. For a fee that you could not afford. I really haven't seen him trust the youth, too. The only thing, the only people that I could say was Pedri, and Pedri was breaking through under Kuman and kind of under Bartomeu. It was half and half. I would say Bartomeu and Laporta, Pedri brought through. I'll, I'll, I'll say Gavi. I'll give credit for Gavi, Nico Gonzalez, really, but... And Balde, but that's only real people. I thought more youth was going to break through over him like the old La Masia days. Yeah, I mean, La Masia is just not what it was, is it? La Masia hasn't, hasn't been... Is La Masia is not the best academy in the world years. anymore, and that's the reality. It's been eight years since this hasn't been the best, to be honest, at least. I think, but who has replaced it? I think that's the big question. Is it Dorman. Ajax? Is it Ajax again? Dorman. I, Dorman. Well, I would say Dorman or Ajax. Because Dorman... A lot of young players like to go to Dortmund because of Bundesliga. But that's not their academy. They come in there to to get minutes, but they're not really academy players. Ajaxes are truly academy players. I think that's that's why I say Ajax. I think Dortmund has the best youth development. I think Ajax is the best academy. I will say, if you ask me right now, the way I look at it is, if you ask me right now, which play, which place would I rather go? I'm saying Dortmund 100 percent. I'm saying Dortmund Munich too. I'm saying, so here's what I here was here's what I would do. If I were five years younger, if I were 12, 13, 14, I would go to Ajax. At, at my current age, I would, about at our age at this point, that's the point where it starts being more favorable to go to Dortmund. Uh, when when you're competing, when you're able to start competing for first team minutes, is when it's it's better to go to Dortmund. When you're not yet in the first team, that's when it's better to be at Ajax. I can see that. I would say Ajax is better at developing more homegrown, but Dortmund is a. I feel Dortmund has a better way to get you to the pro. Dortmund's level. better. Like. At, Dortmund's better at developing first team ready players. Ajax is better in developing a player straight from. Straight from, you know, straight from the under nines. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I'll say, though, is that Dortmund has gotten more players, more bigger fees. I look at Sancho. Sancho really hasn't done anything. But he looked at star Dortmund, and he has this big fee and big in his own big league. No, Sancho went for a big fee. Ajax have done the same. You know, Ajax players have gone for some pretty hefty fees recently. Mm-hmm. You know, Delic, De Jong, Van de Beek, but you could all Anthony, say that, Lissandra Martinez. You could coming back, though. And being oh, absolutely! Good. I don't really see Sancho being good, to be honest. I, I no, still, I think he still do well in the, in the Bundesliga. I, maybe in the Bundesliga, he, he's, his play style is a bit more so suited to the Bundesliga. But the one thing I'll say though, I never really rated him though. I always thought he was overrated, kind of. I mean, I I always rated him, but not as highly as others. I, I mean, I don't rate him nearly as highly as yeah, as uh, I, Southgate. I thought he was overrated by far. I do think he is a talented player though. But in Group C, though, Bayern Munich. We thought yeah. Bayern Munich was going to be top still. Uh, yeah, I think that was never in doubt, was it? And we saw Bayern Munich just do Bayern Munich stuff for what they've done for the last five, eight years, ten years, whatever you want to say. 
just roll over teams easily. Yeah. Group so, D. <coughs> Tottenham, Eintracht Frankfurt, Sporting, and Marseille. What a crazy ending to that group as well. First, I want to say the atmosphere of Marseille. Oh Marseille. My gosh, I wish I could have been there. The flares, the what the fans were doing, it seemed like a fun game to play for both sides' team. This yeah, I mean, the up. French fandom everywhere, I think, except PSG, really, is, is incredible. That's that's the type of game you dream of because, playing. Because, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're being honest, PSG is, is, is a plastic glove. Yeah. It's it's hard to honestly support PSG and, and not, like, see the irony in there. Because PSG are a state-owned club, and that's that's the reality. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same way, really, with Man City, although they have been... Like, PSG were founded in 1970... I don't think Tottenham did enough, though, in this group, though. They should have won all six games. To be honest, I think they're around a 16 exit. Oh, absolutely. That's a I prediction so. for me because Conte, <coughs> he has a, he's playing too deep with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't fancy them to beat Inter. I don't fancy them to beat Milan. I don't fancy them to beat Leipzig, Dortmund, or PSG. And, and the Maybe reality Dortmund. is there's a distinct possibility they get PSG. Maybe Dortmund, but PSG, no. PSG, no way. PSG, never. Well, anyone time, who I think PSG beats anyone. I can't at the same except time, Real Madrid. I can't put all my faith in the PSG because I did. I've seen it too much time where PSG they've looked like the better team. They've done too much, and somehow PSG PSG's it up in the PSGing in the knockout stage. That's that's a, that's a new one. Uh, using sorry, PSG as a verb. You know, you know how they say Spurs Spurs it or Spursy PSG or PSG in the champ when it comes to Champions League at times. PSG do a PSG. Hey, I mean, they're the only club in Champions League history to to lose a four goal lead. Yeah, I tried Frankfurt went to do. <coughs> I was really surprised. I didn't think Frankfurt was going to go through. I didn't think they were particularly. I thought they were kind of lightweight, but the group they were in. They they did get lucky with their draw. Yeah. And, of course, being in pot one as the Europa League winners helped with that. I thought Marseille, too, was going to go through, but I thought Marseille was really going to go through, but finished fourth in a group. I, I, I did expect, I honestly, I expected it to, to play out this way. I, 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 I really hoped Frankfurt went through. Of course, this means they can't defend the Europa League title now, mm-hmm. so we will have a new winner. And sporting third, too. Yes, a sporting against the Europa. All right, but let's go on to Group E. Chelsea, Milan, Salzburg, and Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Chelsea come out deservedly winners of the group. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chelsea after the first two games, they, I mean, the, with the losses of Graven, they they couldn't beat Salzburg. It it looked hard, but I, I, I still think they could have gone through. And I, I still expect them to go through because it, it's Chelsea. They had much more quality than the rest of that group. I still expected them to go through, but top of the group was just... I thought it was gone for them. I thought no. I mean, it was it was a matter of 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 how the results played out. Milan didn't have a good Champions League season last year, um, so it really it could have gone either way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think in the end, Chelsea winning the group can't make sense. I thought Chelsea was going to win at home, but I thought the San Siro was going to be a draw, or maybe a Milan or like a Milan like <coughs> hard fall win. That's the only reason why. 
but the way Chelsea was on with Thomas Tuchel, it just didn't seem like top of the group was possible, really. It, se- it seemed like second was more likely, like... Yeah, I mean, it, it, looking back on it, it looks like the Tuchel sign sacking may have ended up being the right move. In the near, in the close future, but what about the long term? That's true. I mean, but but that being said, Potter is a younger manager. I who think I think has a lot more room to grow. I like Potter, but it's just the Tuchel sacking was. Tuchel's a great manager. That's what from my hat. But it's Chelsea, so we shouldn't be really be surprised. Yeah, they are usually a quick trigger. I thought it was going to be different on the bully, but Chelsea has always been Chelsea for the last 20 years. That, no that time is, really in. Results yeah. quick. Yeah, got to get it done now. Let's go on to, go on to Group F. Yeah, I, I think that kind of played out exactly how everyone expected it to. Um, yeah. I really, The only thing I thought was that Celtic was maybe going to finish third, maybe. But everything that's happening in Ukraine... With Shakhtar, but yeah, I mean they're not playing their home games in in Ukraine yeah. right now. But I'm so really that. happy to see them go through. I think everyone would love. No offense to Leipzig or Real Madrid fans, but everything that's happening with them. <coughs> but yeah, I just, I really, I just really thought that Celtic was going to make more of a push to two Scottish teams, but they really didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, of the two Scottish teams, they they had two points between them. It's a rough season in in the Champions League for for Scotland. Uh, Group G though also kind of played out how how we expected it to. To be honest, I thought Sevilla might have gone through in a second. No, they're Europa League merchants. They were always going to. They were always going to finish third. Yeah, but Dortmund sometimes. <laughs> they're probably going to go on and win the Europa League now. Dortmund sometimes. They've had a Dortmund. bad league season though. Yeah. Dortmund sometimes... Yeah, they're, they're in the drop zone. Good. They're in the drop zone, Sevilla. So, I mean, if the season ends today, they'd go down. Sevilla has just not been... I think Sevilla needs to rebuild. The two center backs they lost, I think, was a real big... Just, yeah, Koundé just and really, Diego Carlos. It just really hurt them, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, of course. You're always going to be impacted when, when arguably, you're... But we didn't think it was going to be relegation, though. Uh, no, we didn't expect it to be like that. Man City, everyone thought Man City was going to top the group. Dortmund? Yeah. No. I'll say Dortmund did good, but I'll Dortmund came close, though, right? Hmm? Finished 12 points. Game, they gave them a run for their points. money. But still. And, and Copenhagen, Copenhagen gave a good account of themselves. They didn't lose at home. Um. So so they gave a good account of themselves, but that was... Yeah, so like, like I said... um. Copenhagen did well not to lose at home, but I think it was kind of expected that they would go out. Yeah, Dortmund, just clap it up the way they cope with Halir. I thought Halir was going to be a big piece. When I saw him go out, I was kind of afraid for Dortmund, but they managed to cope with it, and I hope Halir comes back soon and strong. Yeah, then Group H, wow. Juventus finished in three points. Benfica, top of the group. And Benfica, top of the group. On the seventh tiebreaker, that's never happened before. I just never would have expected Benfica to finish top, though. No, no. Uh, I mean, I think I I did probably expect them to still beat out Juventus to second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I expected them to be close with Juve and not yeah. with PSG. I just, Benfica, I think we have to give them credit the last two years. Not gonna have we absolutely have to Juventus. give them credit. 
That's we absolutely have to give Benfica, and they made the quarterfinals last year as well. Yeah, they were, they they were all they never had really easy groups where you could say, oh, it's just an easy group where they could get in. They knocked out two big teams, historically big teams. No, absolutely. Um, and and they're gonna be they're gonna be tough. Um, they've got a more favorable draw unless they run into Liverpool. Um, and and there's there's a twenty five percent chance they run into Liverpool as well. Um, the last because Liverpool can only draw four teams. The last game they played in the group stage two was Maccabi Haifa. They beat them six zero. I didn't even I didn't watch the game, but when I saw the six one, well six one, but still, when I saw the highlights and stuff, they just look it just looked so smooth and easy for them. Really, well, yeah, that's honest. what they've been doing all year. I think um, that's the scary part because it just it's just like not they're a fighting team that just is rough and stuff. They they just play some nice football to be honest. They really do. PSG though PSG. I think this is a different PSG from last season. This isn't a different. This is an improved PSG. Yeah, I think. I think, I think the coach there's LTA. there's a concern in there that they didn't keep a clean sheet. Um, mm-hmm. but hey, I think did anyone keep a clean sheet? No, no. Benfica kept one. No, I, I think that might be it. The only thing I'm gonna say is that Galtier, I thought I think is a and right oh, and Maccabi Haifa kept one. Yeah, no so there were two clean sheets in this group. Wow. And one of them was from Maccabi Haifa. Wow. Against Juventus, right? Yeah. I have a question That's crazy. Just ask you, do you think the sacking of Pochettino was good for this team? Because I think it was, no offense, I Absolutely. think Pochettino was too much of a nice guy. Absolutely. I Also, I think Galtier is objectively just a better manager. He's a... He, uh, he could be. He's done major. miracles. He he won the league. He beat Mbappe and, and Neymar to a league title. That's happened once. I could, that that takes that takes skill. I see your point. With a much worse little team. I see your point. But because that li- that little team had no business competing with PSG. I see your point where you say though that thing that thing makes him big is just uh, he shows no fear and he gives Neymar no Neymar and Mbappe Messi no credit like no lean. No, lean they are they own they are. They are just another player, and that's how you have to treat players yes. like that. And that's that's why Ronaldo, the Ronaldo situation turned into such a mess at United, because he wasn't treated like just because he wanted to be treated like more than just another player, and he did, he'd he'd been used to that at Juve and then under Solskjaer, and he didn't get that under Ten Hag, under Ten Hag, and and that's why he had a temper tantrum. That's but that's why I like it because no offense, Pochettino is too much of a nice guy. I always thought Pochettino yeah, it was too much, I guess, be a, a, too nice, not, a nice fit because Pochettino, no offense, I thought the players didn't respect Pochettino, no offense. No, he was just a manager that. from Tottenham, to be honest, when you really thought about when they really looked at him because he did not command respect from Neymar, Mbappe. I would say maybe a little bit from Messi, but... Yeah, well, I mean, Messi, I think, is more of a cool head than the yeah. other two. But um, I just always thought PSG yeah, and Pochettino was going to end in flames, and it did. Um, of course, now at the weekend, four games of note. Try and get through them as quick as we can. Uh, so you guys can get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, Arsenal. Prediction? Arsenal, 3-1 win. I'm going to say 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. And here, here's why. I, I It's hard to win at the bridge. 
as 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 strong as Arsenal have performed this season, they did they did just come off and not beat Southampton. And so I think there's a little bit of cause for concern there. I think I'm if I'm not mistaken, they lost to PSV. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's a, that's that's a little bit concerning. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna back. I think I'm I, gonna back a one one draw. The only thing I'm gonna say is that I've seen a lot of times Arsenal. I haven't really put much faith into them in the bigger games. I thought maybe can they slip up? I thought they were gonna win, but I didn't think that. But after the Tottenham game, and also I think the Liverpool game, I saw them fight. I saw a different type of fight in Arsenal I'd never really seen un- under Emery. And a long time, not for Wayne, a fight that just that just said we are Arsenal, we are a historically good club, big club, and we're just going to win no matter what, if pretty or not pretty. And it's and most of the time it's been pretty, so that's why I just backed them because I think the only team really right now that you could actually say on better form that could you could say could be on better form the rest of the season is Liverpool and the club maybe. And I don't even know if Liverpool's going to be a scene. If, if, if this is going to be one of Jurgen Klopp's good season or a season where, he's, where it's just burnout and City. Yeah. Well, on the topic of Jurgen Klopp, uh, Tottenham and Liverpool also this weekend. What's your prediction? I'll say 2-2 draw. But yeah, that's what I was going to go for, too. This has goals written all over it. There is no Hyungman son, though. And, and, and for that, I mean, I think I, for, and for that reason alone, I think Liverpool might have a slight edge. Um, That's going to be a big loss for South Korea if he can't play, though. Oh, it absolutely will be. I it, I do think he is going to make it back in. Um, I hope he does. Oh, yeah, for South Korea's sake as well, I hope he does. But at the same time, Sun has had an off season. I'll, he has. We haven't yeah, talked absolutely. about it a lot, but it's falling on the radar. But well, Kane Sun has really, been really good. Sun really hasn't been good, though. Yeah, so Kane has kind of picked up uh, his scraps. Uh, and, and scored, uh, I believe, nine goals this season in the Prem. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a really strong return. Uh, we'll go to Italy, right, uh, I have one of more course. Question though, before we go to Italy, do you think, do you think Salah scores this weekend? Because Salah's been on and off kind of, but it's, it hasn't yeah, been Salah's best so. season. But uh, he's been better than 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 his stats. I think, on, I think I have a feeling it's either going to be Salah one goal or Salah brace, or it's going to be Salah one and Nunes one. Yeah, I could see Darwin yeah, scoring. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Italy now. Yeah, so uh, Derby d'Italia. It's uh, the Italian version of, of El Clasico. Uh, Juve Inter. It's got a winner all over it, hasn't it? Inter, easily. Yeah. Prediction? No Inter, 4 0 slapping. 4 0. I'm sorry, but the week this, the last few weeks this Juventus team has had. Juve are at home as well. In my offense, the one thing that doesn't work out for some managers is the World Cup being mid-season. Cause well, it doesn't work out for anyone. I mean, Qatar really? shouldn't be hosting. But no, but so yeah, I'm. I'm. I. No, the, the one thing I'll say about that is the managers. It's just the managers that are going to be have that month break. The the owners could look at it and just think about sacking them right there and trying to start over and say it's a new half season that, that a is, new coach pounds. Yeah, and I, I think, think that's going to happen with there. Juventus and maybe a few teams I in the bottom that, for, of the leagues. I mean, Juventus really need to do that. They, I don't know if they will, though. Yeah, I think they're going to let Allegri say to the World Cup, but I think I have a, I think have a really good chance that Allegri gets sacked during the World Cup. 
and they bring in a new manager. Maybe Tuco, maybe. Yeah, so here's uh, Roma Lazio. Um, again, the Derby della Capitale. Oh, and one more big game we forgot to mention, too. Ajax PSV this weekend. Oh, the Classic. I oh, know that's the topper, sorry. We'll talk about that next, but who do you think wins Roma Lazio? I think Roma. Hmm? I think Roma. I think Roma, I'm going to say 2 now. I'm going to say 2-1. I can see 2-0, but... I have a feeling that Lazio will get something, get get a goal. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly possible. Uh, they're they're quite similar in quality these days. Um, it's an interesting rivalry, you know, because it, it can really go either way. Uh, but yeah, IX PSV de topper. Oh, you know, what I just realized though. Inter haven't had that really good of a season though. When I'm looking, when I'm looking. No, the they standings. haven't, but they haven't been nearly as bad as Juve have. Uh, yeah, but two points only separate them is just crazy in my head because Juventus, it feels like Juventus has been a circus, really. Yeah, and I, thought, I, I, I do I thought, still back Inter. I thought though. Inter was fourth, though, but they're not really that much off one point behind, but still, it's still tight in Serie A, to be honest. Yeah, I, I do still back Inter to win that game. I still back Inter. I think Napoli's won the league. I think it's oh, going to yeah. be hard to stop I, Napoli. I, I do think Napoli are going to win the but league. I think all the way second to, like, second to even seventh for Juventus. It's still up for grabs for any yeah, team, Yeah, I mean, really. it's it's still entirely possible they miss Europe entirely um, with I the think, season that they've had. I think any of those teams will fall off, to be honest. Well, yeah, no, 100%. Because Serie A is very unpredictable. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is uh, the topper, Ajax PSV. This game could have goals. This game could have a lot of goals. I think Xavi Simmons and Cody Zach both. Have a Gakpo. big influence. Gakpo have a big, big influence. They, they will. They they've done so all year. I want to I mean, say Gakpo's got what like twenty goal contributions in twelve games or something like that. I see a three-two PSV win. Fireworks. I'm I'm gonna go four-two to Ajax. Wow. Why do you say that? I I I have a lot of respect for Ajax. Um. You know, I, I almost always will fancy them to win. I like to see them doing well. Um, I, I can see that. I respect them, but there's something different about this PSV team this year. I, I think it might be PSV's year in the league, but I do think Ajax gets better than today. I think his PSV wins the league, but I don't know. It's like the feeling around Arsenal right now with PSV to me. It's just confidence that really they could do it. Yeah, I mean, Safi Simons. Is a really good, really talented player. So is Gakpo. Barcelona and PSG both let him go. What Crazy. a mistake! Right now. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, in his youth, there were a little, there was a little bit of an attitude problem there, uh, but I think that's batched up now. And now that he's kind of come into his own and be able to, to be a, a first team player, he's he's really mm -hmm. jumped at the bit and and really taken that opportunity uh, to make himself uh, a household name and and really give himself consideration for the Netherlands squad. Mm. It is very true. Let me ask you a question before, right before you go off here. There's two things I probably want to say. One, does Cody, do you think Cody Gagbo should be in the England squad? Well, he's Dutch, first of all. No, I'm saying if he was in England, though. 
if he was English, he would I play. pick him in the English squad? I know I saw someone probably. Say, I saw someone say this a pundit say this, but if he was if he was in the England squad, if he was English, and he had Eng, I think someone said he could have maybe declared for England, and I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but. I think he walks into the squad though, right? With the way the some of the wingers are on it, form, it right? would be tough. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I, I don't think he would start, but I would probably pick him. I pick him in the squad, but the other thing is, Southgate really show, Premier League shows Premier League favoritism. He does. And the that other thing, let's talk about right before you go off here. What Argentina, what the Argentina ultra said about anyone that injures Messi? That's ridiculous. Like. <clears throat> Yeah, I understand being protective of your best player, but that is not that's 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 that there's a line, mm-hmm. and that's you you take a line here. You've got you've got a line, mm-hmm. and then you, you there's there's crossing that line, and then there's just running straight through that line, and keeping up, and that's what that is. No, I'll read it out for anyone that hasn't heard it yet. This is the open letter they said to to all players of the world. Messi has three games left before the World Cup. If any player injures him from now, from any opponent, let him know that his life will be in danger. Everyone should treat Messi carefully. We have not achieved a World Cup in 37 years, and only Messi is capable of achieving it. This is a threat and not a warning. Just yeah. wow. Like like I said, there's a line in what you can say as a fan, and that is. There's it. there's a difference and, and there's a difference too between crossing that line and then taking that line and just running straight through it and keeping on going and that's what that is right there. And on that pleasant note, that'll wrap up episode seven of Soccer Spotlight. Well again, we'll see you in a week's time. Thank you for joining us. Let's Ryan think. Campbell signed off also as well as with me, Anthony, Anthony Heller. Heller. And again, uh see you guys later. Tune in on WQSU FM on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week.